May 29th, John chapter 18, verses 1 through 24. After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees. Judas the betrayer knew this place because Jesus had gone there many times with his disciples. The leading priests and Pharisees had given Judas a battalion of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him. Now with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, they arrived at the olive grove. Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him. Stepping forward to meet them, he asked, Whom are you looking for? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. Judas was standing there with them when Jesus identified himself. And as he said, I am he, they all fell backward to the ground. Once more he asked them, Whom are you searching for? And again they replied, Jesus of Nazareth. I told you that I am he, Jesus said, and since I am the one you want, let these others go. He did this to fulfill his own statement, I have not lost a single one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's servant. But Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword back into its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup the Father has given me? So the soldiers, their commanding officer and the temple guards, arrested Jesus and tied him up. First they took him to Annas, the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had told the other Jewish leaders, Better that one should die for all. Simon Peter followed along behind, as did another of the disciples. That other disciple was acquainted with the high priest, so he was allowed to enter the courtyard with Jesus. Peter stood outside the gate. Then the other disciples spoke to the woman watching at the gate, and she let Peter in. The woman asked Peter, "'Aren't you one of Jesus' disciples?' "'No,' he said. "'I am not.' The guards and the household servants were standing around a charcoal fire they had made, because it was cold, and Peter stood there with them, warming himself. Inside, the high priest began asking Jesus about his followers and what he had been teaching them. Jesus replied, What I teach is widely known, because I have preached regularly in the synagogues and the temple. I have been heard by people everywhere, and I teach nothing in private that I have not said in public. Why are you asking me this question? Ask those who heard me. They know what I said. One of the temple guards standing there struck Jesus on the face. Is that the way to answer the high priest, he demanded? Jesus replied, If I said anything wrong, you must give evidence for it. Should you hit a man for telling the truth? Then Annas bound Jesus and sent him to Caiaphas, the high priest. The Bible, especially the book of Psalms, is filled with prayers by suffering people, people who are going through darkness. But virtually all of them end on a note of hope. But there's two Psalms, and I've, we're looking at one of them. There are two Psalms in the Psalter, Psalm 39 and Psalm 88, that do not end on a note of hope at all. And the, uh, the psalmist, the man who wrote the psalm, 
was a man named Heman. And you have to ask yourself the question, why in the world is this prayer in the Bible? And many years ago, uh, this prayer and also Psalm 88 and Psalm 39, which are very similar, Psalm 39 ends with the psalmist saying, turn your face away from me, God, so I can get a little bit of peace before I die. The circumstances of his life are darkness, but inwardly he's experiencing darkness too. You see, if outwardly things are going very badly in your life, but inwardly you sense God's presence and love, you can make it. But that's not what's happening here. He feels abandoned. He feels God is angry with him and has rejected him. He feels that God is gone. This man believed his darkness was objective. And he believed his darkness was permanent. He says so. He doesn't believe, he's not saying, I just feel that you're not here, God. He's saying, you're not there. And he doesn't say that this is temporary. He says, this is permanent. But we know he's wrong. We know his suffering actually was relative. It was temporary. And that God really was there for him. How do we know that? Well, because the end of the book of, at the end of Psalm 39, God's face is turned away. The end of Psalm 88, darkness. Losing God's face, darkness. Does that sound familiar to you? Matthew 27, 45. From the sixth hour to the ninth hour, darkness came down over all the land. At the ninth hour, Jesus Christ on the cross cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Heman thought he was getting the absolute total darkness. He was totally abandoned by God. No, Jesus got the total darkness that Heman thought he was getting. When Jesus went to the cross, he was abandoned. Really, not just subjectively. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? On the cross, Jesus Christ really got the wrath of God. Not just I felt the wrath. He actually got the wrath of God. Everybody abandoned Jesus, so only Jesus Christ, of all the people who have ever trusted God as Savior, only Jesus Christ. Darkness really was his only friend. His disciples had left him. His people had left him. His father had abandoned him. Darkness was his only friend. You know why? He was taking the sins upon himself that we have committed. Satan's right about us. We do exploit others. We are self-centered. We do use other people. We deserve to have God turn his face away from us. We deserve that darkness. But Jesus Christ experienced darkness as his only friend. So in your darkness, you can know that Jesus is still your friend. He's still there. Jesus was truly abandoned so that you will only feel abandoned. And you can know that God's still there. He's not going to abandon you. No matter what you've done wrong, because of what Jesus Christ has done, he's taken the penalty. It all fell on him. It all fell into his heart. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he felt that darkness coming down on him and he knew that he had to die in order to save us, he stayed with us. He did not abandon us in his darkness. So why in the world do you think he would abandon you and yours now? He won't do it.